soldiers. Welcome and happy Black History Month. This is Abdullah, and we have a special treat for you for the month of February. If you've listened to our last two episodes, you've heard us talk about the upcoming collaboration with the Ambassador Podcast with Jared Cole. So for the month of February, Jared, myself, and Dr. Anthony Jones will be discussing different aspects of Black History Month. If you're a regular listener to the Christian Soldier podcast, you may remember Dr. Jones from our Black Lives Matter Week of Action episode. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that episode as well. But Dr. Jones is a dear brother, a dear friend, a friend of the podcast, and the director of equity in our local school district. So the content that follows was recorded for the Ambassador podcast, but since we're doing the collab We are sharing our conversation across both of our platforms for our listeners. They have their own theme and opening for the show, but other than a difference in our branded content and opening and closing, the content of the episode will be posted in its entirety. So enjoy week one of our Black History Month series, The Importance of Black History Month. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad, and with my co-hosts, Andres Amador and Justina Kenyi, we are just three POC, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ambassador Podcast and the month of February, also known as Black History Month. Cue the round of applause uh, sound and the emoji. Uh, my name is Jared Cole. I am your host, and we are excited to be bringing a full month of Black History Month content. So let you guys know off the jump, uh, we have a couple special guests on here, uh, one of which is my good friend, Abdullah Muhammad, and he has a, uh, a social media uh, 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 content and a podcast as well called Christian Soldier, and we are excited to be partnering with them and doing this four-week series on Black History Month, and so we're glad that you guys are joining us. We say hello uh, to all audiences involved, and man, I'm excited to jump into this content in the Lord's year of 2022. And so to give you guys some expectation of what you guys can be uh, looking forward to with this series, uh, if you've been following along with the podcast and you know that we normally have a rhythm of releasing episodes every other week on Mondays, but for this month of February, we are releasing every week and not on Mondays, but on Wednesdays. We wanted to make February special as we dive into some great topics and bring people along through four special episodes of Black History Month where we'll be discussing, number one, the importance of Black History Month, number two, how to celebrate Black History Month, three, black contribution, and then four, uh, local black history in our own uh, aims context. Y'all, this will be an information-packed month, and we are looking forward to jumping in. So with that said, let's introduce the guests for this month, and we'll hear a little bit about them here in just a second. Uh, We have uh, Dr. Anthony Jones uh, on the podcast, who is a husband and father. He's also the director of equity and inclusion of the Ames School District, in which he has been working for uh, the last 11 years. But before we get any further, I do want to say that while Dr. Jones is certainly a member of the school district, uh, the views expressed by Dr. Jones here reflect his own personal opinion and perspective and not those of the Ames Community School District. And then moving further, uh, Abdullah Muhammad, who I mentioned before, is also on this podcast, who was also a, a husband and a father. Uh, by vocation, he is a DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion educator, and a consultant in business executive, and we are honored to have both these men on this podcast, prominent men in the community uh, who have families, are invested, and have been involved in justice and equity work for a long time. Abdul, give us a little bit more, man. Who are you? Let the audience know what you do around these streets, (laughs) what you've been doing here, man, in Ames, Iowa. Oh, so, um, yeah, what I've been doing in Ames, Iowa is just living, right? (laughs) Just living. But... um, 
I am by, I think by calling, I'm a strategist, you know, so people use the word activist and everything. Um, I'm not really that kind of guy. I am a strategist. I, I like to meet with folks, gather and kind of set plans in motion. So that's what I do. But I'm also, like you mentioned, Jay, I'm also uh, the, the the co-host of the Christian Soldier podcast and the new podcast um, called The Equileader. And so um, the Christian Soldier podcast is geared more toward conversations with my two friends and just kind of main th- big themes. But the but the Equileader podcast is more direct content for equity professionals, short burst. It's, it's designed to be about 25 minutes and it's uh, practical and actionable solutions for the frontline um, equity professional. Yeah, that's great, man. And so if you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can go ahead and look for that podcast. It's a phenomenal podcast. Uh, both of them, Christian Soldier, uh, man, which focuses on more like inviting you into this space of learning more about um, uh, uh, things that impact the the, the black and minority experience. Um, but then the Equileader is one, man, I think you would really, really benefit from in terms of learning more about, man, what it looks like to enter into spaces, enter into uh, relationships in which, man, you can kind of really learn and and, and, and divest from yourselves and enter in in a really impactful way. So, Dr. Jones, man, what about you, man? Tell us a little bit about you and, uh, man, how you found yourself here in Names. Well, I know we had, so both of you guys have been on the podcast before, yep, yep. Uh, two separate times. Uh, Abdul, we had you come on and talk about a particular episode. We had debriefed uh, an episode in season one. Uh, just thinking. Just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that was that was a ton of fun, man, to, yeah, to kind of hear your thoughts on that with my man Q. Yep. And he's been on again this season. And Dr. Jones, you also came in on season one. And we had you talk a little bit about the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. Race and the next generation. Uh, and that was so cool. You kind of gave your story about where you came from, how you came to Ames, Iowa State, right? Got into the school, all that kind of stuff. Um, kind of rehash some of that in case my listeners don't remember, man, and tell us um, man, how you found yourself here and kind of what you're doing now. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, I came in 1992, uh, the summer <laughs> summer enrichment program, mm-hmm. and uh, actually I had never heard of this place. And so I uh, got on a Greyhound bus, took about a 25, 26-hour trip from Montgomery, Alabama to Ames, Iowa. Uh, yeah, again, I only knew it because of Al Campbell, who was the uh, director of Minority Student Affairs at that time, in which it was called. He's originally from Montgomery, Alabama, and so uh, he met with my high school counselor and told me about Iowa State, mm-hmm. George Washington Carver Scholarship. So that's how uh, I got hooked to come up here. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because I also attended George Washington Carver uh, High School and lived somewhere near George Washington Carver Street, a road in, in wow. Ames, Iowa. Wow, so wow. Uh, wow. It, it's pretty interesting where um, God has brought me up here yeah. uh, to Ames, Iowa. But I came because of Iowa State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool, man. Well, it's, it's, it's a joy to have you on the podcast. Uh, it's been a joy to run into you and build relationship with y'all both here in the community as well. Uh, you know, I have a, a liking for both of your guys's, your guys' kids. I've been around them in different uh, respects as well. Uh, you guys are, are great role models to me. Uh, you love your families. You lead well. Uh, and you're great father figures uh, that I love to look up to, man. I'm glad you guys are, are joining me here on this podcast. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having us, bro. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, so... Um, we're going to dive into this, this month's content, man. And we're going to be talking about Black History Month, celebrating Black History Month, the uh, black contribution here in America, and then also some of our local black history. And I think all four of these episodes are going to be really, really cool, super insightful. Uh, lots of things that we have to talk about uh, this month, fellas. But for this very first week, what I want to talk about is the importance of Black History Month. I think... Black History Month is extremely important. And so, Abdul, I kind of want to toss this to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question, one basic question. What exactly is Black History Month? Um, <clears throat> I simply put, Black History Month is the commemoration and celebration of, um, of what it means to be of African descent. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the, and, and that's across everything, time, geography, land masses, all of that. So it's just a celebration of who we are as people who've come to be called black. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of that history, Dr. Jones, uh, take us through some of that. Um, we know, uh, 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 you know, 
GW Carter, right, is your is your guy. Yep, yep. Tell us a little bit about him and how, like, what was his his idea of Black History Month? Right. And bring us through that history and why we're celebrating yeah. it today. Yeah. Um, man, so uh, Car- Carter G. Woodson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and what's interesting, so let me, let me just jump uh, straight ahead. So what's interesting about Carter G. Woodson is that he was talking about the same things yeah. that we're talking about today, Facts. which is wow. crazy yeah, to yeah. think about. So yeah. this is like in the early 20th century, like mm. around 19, 1917, 1920. Mm. 20, mm. He had in his mind that we should, the, the young African-Americans are not being taught uh, the true history of, of African-Americans, which, again, it blows me Away. Mm. So in twenty in the twentieth century, he felt that that young African Americans were not being taught enough of their own heritage. Mm-hmm. That's the same conversation mm-hmm. that we're having today in twenty twenty two. And so he started it. He started through his organization uh, called the Association of uh, African American mm. uh, Life and History. And through his organization, he created uh, the Negro History Week. Which, again, blows my mind because when you put it in context today, yep. Uh, yep. we had uh, three young African-American um, women who also started uh, Black Lives Matters, mm-hmm. a week of action mm-hmm. in school. And so that was for a week at wow. the start of February. Wow. Now, what's interesting about February, usually, and I've heard this all of my life, that, you know, you know black people were given February because it was the shortest month yeah. uh, in, in the year. But actually, uh, Carter G. was really um, intent on choosing February yeah. uh, to celebrate black history because uh, two of the people that African-Americans at that time celebrated mm. was W.E.B. Du Bois, whose mm. birthday mm. Uh, was in February, and then Abraham Lincoln, mm. uh, Mr. Emancipation Proclamation. Wow. And so uh, February became from a week to a month mm. first uh, acknowledged by mm. President Gerald Ford, mm. like in the 60s, so, wow. which, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so mm. sweet. Uh, and I think as we as we think about that history, um, Mayor Carter G knew that in his time this was super important. Right. But even as we look at the last ten years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. how much more important is it for our time? You know. And so, like when we when we think about this month. Uh, celebrating this month is, is, is really, really, really important. Uh, Abdul, why, why do you think celebrating is so important? So um, there's, there's a few reasons, and, I, and I'll keep it super short, but the, the, first, the first reason why it's important is commemoration, mm-hmm. right? So it's, um, here's, a, here's a fun fact. It, so you, you went to George Washington Carver Elementary. Yep. I went to Carter G. Woodson Middle School. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Carter G. Woodson Middle School in Houston, uh, Texas. Yes, sir. Mm, so, yes, sir. So we, uh, we, we, we learned about Carter G. for a minute. Yes, sir. Um, but I think it's important because, yeah, it's, it's, it's celebration and commemoration. And the reason why that's important is because we keep it like it seems like whether it's an active thing or a passive thing, we keep being told to forget, mm-hmm. you know, or or um, either forget or it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so and then the um, another reason I think is because the idea of commemoration and remembrance is baked into humanity. Mm-hmm. We see it in the Christian scriptures. We see it in yes, we see it everywhere. So um, and then another thing. So um, the. The the theme of my high school commencement address was stand up and be counted mm-hmm. for if you forget who will remember. Mm-hmm. And every time yep. I think about Black History Month, I always think about that wow. that quote. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about in the Bible and we and you know, and, and I mean, there's what's. um Deuteronomy six mm-hmm. about remembering the Lord, your God and what he and, and what he's done for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Every culture talks about the importance of remembering what came before Mm. so that you can learn the lessons of it. Mm. So Mm. I think that's the big reason why. And then the other piece of it is just celebration, you know, celebration for A, who we are and B, what we've kind of come through as a people or celebrating the human spirit, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You can add to that. Yes, absolutely. So Abdullah talked about the celebration. Yeah. Uh, so I would add also, I think it's also important to uh, acknowledge the suffering yeah. of um, black folks. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't celebrate without 
understanding the suffering piece. Yep. It's, it's almost as ridiculous of, you know, having a Christian faith mm. and not celebrating and acknowledging the suffering of Christ. That's right. And acknowledging and celebrating resurrection. Mm. So it always seems to be this, mm. this little debate between, you know, <laughs> You know, celebrating and then, yeah. man, we don't want to talk about because yeah. we always talk about slavery. Yeah. We always talk about my people suffering, yeah. but we need to also start acknowledging um, uh, yeah. the celebration and contributions, which I really appreciate. And I think you got to have both. You got to have a healthy dose of both because when you understand the suffering, you can celebrate the resilience of, yeah. of our, our black folks. So that's something that has really inspired me, especially as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, having a greater understanding of our mm-hmm. history, uh, weeding out this idea to forget the suffering mm-hmm. uh, and also the other extreme is you're focusing on the suffering yeah, and you're forgetting right. about the, the celebration and contributions of black folks. Yeah. So can I ask something that real quick? Yeah. Here's a here's a, a a word that jumps in my mind is so there's a suffering in the celebration, but the other side of the celebration, the other side of the suffering is hope. Yes, yeah, that's good. You know, yes. so so let's let's for a super second take out the divinity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about remembering who Jesus was and the suffering, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the suffering was 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 to get to why the hope is so important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Whether the hope was true or not yep. is not really relevant. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the 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 hope of what's to come, mm-hmm. because for the history of this people come to be called Hebrews, there was trial, strife, struggle, joy, pain, and suffering. Mm-hmm. And a looking forward to the That's hope right. of the future. That's right. That's right. And when I think about that, I also think about the 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 words of the song "Lift Every Voice and Sing." Mm-hmm. And the main ethos of that song is about the hope of that. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I think hope is a, is is a part that's baked into that experience. Yeah, I think that's I think that's huge, man. And when you even think about the word hope or the concept of hope, um, there's this duality to it, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. there's even if you look back to the scriptures, the Israelites, right, the Hebrews, as they're as they're as they're focusing on this thing of hope, and as we focus on this thing of hope, like we can look forward mm-hmm. in the expectation yep. of hope, mm-hmm. but then we can also look backwards yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yes, and see like in the suffering mm-hmm. where the faithfulness yeah. was mm-hmm. yeah. in God, in our mm-hmm. people, right? Yeah. And be like, yeah. yo, we have hope yeah. that we will also persevere, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not only this, this hope of expectation what we're looking forward to in the future, right. but it's also this recognition of the hope that we can have because of what's already been done, yes, you know? Yeah, that's good. And that's that can good. also fuel us uh, for the future, man. I, like that's, that's so important. And so we, we're talking about the celebration of Black History Month. And I want to ask this. Uh, a rhetorical question because we already answered it of, of should we celebrate Black History Month but I have a direction I'm going with this y'all okay All stick right. with me of course um, the answer is yes <laughs> we should celebrate Black History Month yeah. Yeah. right there's this importance of naming and identifying and honoring right what has been in the history of Black History but there's also these conversations going on and we've heard these tropes right there's there's this on one end of a spectrum you have this radical idea that we shouldn't celebrate Black History Month because it tends to draw attention to the problem, right? Mm. If there's progress going on, if there's things happening, why do we set aside, you know, uh, 28 days? It's not leave here. Right, 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 right. <laughs> to talk about this, this this idea, you know, why why do that if if we're trying to move forward and get past something, okay? <laughs> and on the other end of the spectrum is that we shouldn't just have twenty eight days, but we should have the whole entire year, right? Mm-hmm. We should have we should have twelve months of celebrating Black History Month. So on, so on one side of the spectrum, it's like yo, we shouldn't celebrate it because it draws into the problem. On the other side is is take away the month and let's get the whole year. Like mm-hmm. we deserve to be celebrated yeah. all the time, right? Can you guys speak into, <laughs> into some of that and, and have you heard these tropes before and what would be your response uh, to some of these things? Dr. J, you go first. I, I, I go first. <laughs> so um, I, think, I think it's both. And so yeah. you've, you've, heard, you've heard people say, you know, black history is American history. And so in, in reality, it, it should be 
celebrated every day. Like mm-hmm. every other culture in, or uh, specifically uh, white American uh, culture is celebrated every day. Yeah. Uh, and so I understand uh, that trope or that those two different spectrums. But from my perspective, I grew up, I grew up in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. And the high school that I went to, the, the middle school, the elementary, was probably 98, 99% black African-American. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my neighborhood, majority black African-American. And so we celebrated African-American history every day. All the mm-hmm. time, right. All the time. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't right. like an acknowledgement, oh, like, well, this is Black History Month. Although we celebrated it sure. when it, when the February came. Sure. But I could walk down my hallway mm. and see black every day. That's right. And That's so good. I had three black administrators. My counselor was black. Mm. Every other classroom in the hallway mm. was a black teacher. Mm. My my high school basketball coach, football mm. coach, black track coach, black. Mm. And so mm. everywhere, yep. I was seeing black people. And so we were constantly celebrating. Now, yeah. When I came to Ames, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Different place. Well, so, if we were in church, I'd be like, preach on. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing that blew me away about this, this spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Because folks like Abdullah was mm-hmm. here. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I've joked with Abdullah about this before, but mm-hmm. Abdullah was more like Ice Cube and, on higher learning. You know, he was kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, he was kind of sitting back schooling young bucks when yep, they came yep, up. And yep. so for me, you know, I was hearing things like, man, and it's not not just from Abdullah, but just the, those who were here before me was like, man, we gotta we gotta like fight so we can get BT on TV, right? You know, and I'm wow. like, huh? Wow, we got we gotta fight for that? Yes. And then we're like, man, we having a blackout day. We ain't going to class. And I'm like, what? So they can acknowledge. And so for wow. me, it was like, what? Hmm. Like for me, I was so engulfed in blackness that when I came here, I didn't understand mm-hmm. what it felt like to not to have not it and not be in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And those who were before me understood what it was like coming from Kansas, mm-hmm. coming Kansas mm-hmm. City, coming mm-hmm. from uh, St. Louis, coming from Chicago. They understood what it was like to be in the midst of black history every day wow. and then be in the midst of where you're not seeing it and living it every or, or seeing it around you every day. And so mm-hmm. for me, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I realized when I came to Ames how much I did not know historical figures, like uh, mm. some of the things that we celebrate. It was certain things that I didn't know. Yeah. Some of the old heads was kind of yeah. like passing to me and introducing me to. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just amazing to me. So uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I do think it should be every day, but when you're without it, I think you should bring it up in the fact of, hey, this is something that should be, just like if you were in your black community, sure. it should be wherever you go. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, real quick, I do for you go, man. I, I think what you just said on the end right there is is really telling, right, of that, like, growing up in this, in this, you know, in in this world of blackness, but then coming out of that, but then even recognizing, hey, I didn't really know some of the old heads, mm-hmm. right, kind of in this, in this history, you yep. know? And what drives the desire and the want to, right, to kind of learn the history is mm-hmm. like this, what's been uh, impressed upon you, right, to draw yep. from a well yes. <laughs> you know, yes. of, of hope, right? Mm-hmm. Draw from a well uh, to kind of keep you going day to day, yep. right? Draw from a well for when you're on campus and, and students are talking about, hey, we're doing a blackout day and, yep. we, and we, we ain't going to class. It's like you could look back on other faithful people in black history and be like, I can persevere, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. because, yeah. because they persevere, right? The, 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 this knowledge and welcoming of this history yeah. is a byproduct mm-hmm. of, of, of it being not present, of, yeah. it, of, it, of it being taken away. I, I, I think that's really, really yes, huge sir. in the conversation. Yes, yeah. Abdul? Yeah, no, I, that, that, is, that is totally huge in the conversation because it's, and it's not, so I was thinking kind of a similar thing. And I remember there, there was an old ad campaign from McDonald's. 365 Black, right? (laughs) Because McDonald's is one of those corporations Mm -hmm. that supports the black community, 365. Uh So, and and, and what you're saying is exactly what both of us experienced in our neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, even though I I was in a pretty racially mixed neighborhood, racially mixed high school, what we saw was normal. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so, so it was, it was, it was. Let's say black as normal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Versus coming to Ames when you and I came here, and it yep. was, it was, what the black population of Ames, Iowa, was roughly, I want to say two percent of the state, three mm-hmm. percent in Ames, about two percent, two point five percent African American, mm-hmm. right? So, being 
African-American or being anything other than white was an anomaly. Yeah. And so it was just weird, mm-hmm. right? It was weird to folks who were looking. I got told, you're the first person, you're the first black person that I've ever seen outside of TV. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're the first person I've ever, black person I've ever seen outside of watching Theo Huxtable on TV. Yep. Yep. You know, so it was 1990, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, but what I would say kind of t- to your point about the, the, the question about the dichotomy is... I think the dichotomy is interesting mm. because we don't ask it everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Message. Right? <laughs> <Yep>. Message. <laughs> so, but, but we don't ask it everywhere. So we as African-American people of the diaspora, we are often told by, by majority culture, by dominant culture to, you know, forgive and forget mm-hmm. and let's not focus on the past and everything. Now, the American ethos certainly is built on not remembering the past. Mm-hmm. Ironically, while it also is heavily focused on remembering the past. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Two examples. Yep. If you are a Christian, which most people are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. if you want to say, let's forget, well, then don't remember anything in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then don't call yourself a Christian because Christians, Christianity is based on remembrance yes. of what happened in the past. That's good. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't call yourself an American because being an American is a celebration, celebrate the 4th of July, all that. It's a commemoration of what happened in the past, mm-hmm. who we were and who we became as his people who came to be called Americans mm-hmm. or came to be called Christians at Antioch. It was yeah. because of things that happened to Jesus, to the ancient prophets, to the New Testament folks, yeah. to the patriots, to, um, or here's my last example. Think about... Um, and this is maybe one that's going to get weird, but, but think about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is a value in the Hebrew and the Jewish community about, about never forget. Mm-hmm. Now, never forget, which not at all, not even for a second minimizing what happened mm-hmm. in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. But my point is this. Never forget what happened at the hands of the Adolf Hitler regime to the Jewish folks from a 12-year period of 1933 to 1945. Mm -hmm. Never forget that. Never forget what happened on one day on September 11, 2001. Mm -hmm. But let's forget, gloss over, move beyond, move past what happened to the folks that came to be called black from the slave trade that happened from roughly— what, 1550 or so to 1866, mm-hmm. right? And historians say that there's somewhere around 12.5 million people in that time that were taken, taken from American shore or, t- or taken from African shores mm-hmm. to, to Great Britain, to the mm-hmm. Caribbean, to South America, mm-hmm. and to the United States. Mm-hmm. But, but so ask yourself the question, why is it that we can remember and we're supposed to remember all those things, but mm-hmm. we're not supposed to remember what happened in the genocide of a people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. So speak, speaking, good of, speaking of remembering, Abdul, keep us on that train of history, right? Um, obviously, you've pointed out remembering isn't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remembering isn't the problem. The problem is what exactly it is that we are remembering, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think there's a there's a popular cultural narrative of the thing that we're remembering, right? Namely history. Um, and what, I, 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 I want you to walk us through that. What is, what is the popular narrative of history that most people are adopting versus like what we should be adopting in, in terms of the collective and wholeness of yeah. the history? Um, Particularly on American soil. On American soil, there's 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 two ideas. One is the idea of I'm going to call it manifest destiny, hmm. right? It's the idea that that we were this ragtag group of colonists mm. who were being oppressed by the King of England and mm. we were being, you know, taxed out the yin-yang and all of that. And so we eventually formed coalitions that became this revolutionary army. We fought this valiant revolutionary war to free ourselves from the tyranny of oppression of Great Britain while owning slaves. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
but to fight ourselves from from the tyranny of the of the, of oppression of Great Britain to become this new thing that never existed in the history of the world, which is actually, I mean, this is all true, right? So this so the United States is an idea that, from what I know as someone who studied history, that has never really existed in the history of humanity. In that it's a place that exists based on an idea, not based on ethnicity or geographic landmass. That's good. Mm-hmm. So the idea is freedom. The idea is equality. Mm-hmm. The idea mm-hmm. is justice. Mm-hmm. So we are always taught to remember the aspirational ideas of who we are. Sure. But, you know, like it's been said before, behind every fortune is a great, cr- is, is a great crime. Behind every great fortune is a great crime. Mm-hmm. We don't want to remember the great crimes that's that good. got us to who we are. Come on. Mm-hmm. So that's the one hand. And the, <laughs> now the other piece is, so we're told to remember this great stuff at the expense of not remembering the stuff that got us there. So th- th- those are the two pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think just in like a real practical sense, right? Um, kind of how we tend to start our Christian education at the Reformation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we, start our, we start our Christian understanding at the Reformation and we forget <laughs> the rest essentially, right? Mm-hmm. You can walk in, the, walk in the, to, to most seminaries, right, in recent years, and, and the education you would get would start with Calvin, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and not the Coptic church in Ethiopia, right. you know, right. or it won't take us to uh, the other African fathers, mm-hmm. you know, that were that were in the faith, that were that were key contributors to the faith right. doctrine that we know to come to love and understand. Even the that Trinity came Africans. Yes. that came from Africans, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. And not all black folks, but Africans. Correct, right. correct, correct. Yeah. And so I, I think that's important, right, because that kind of stuff— will help fill in the gaps as we learn and grow and understand our own theology, mm-hmm. uh, not only the understanding of it, but the practical application of it right. um, for who we are in America now and into the future. Yeah. And I think we've done the same with our American history. Mm-hmm. You know, We have this, we, we want to begin where we want to begin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we want to tell the story of the story that we want to tell, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think like the story we want to tell, we all want to tell a story of triumph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked about earlier in the podcast, you can't tell a story of triumph. You can't relish in the good right. without addressing and remembering right. the suffering right. Right, and the things that had happened uh, right. before. Right. Uh, if, you, if you do, you grow disunity. Mm-hmm. If you do, you grow division. Yeah. If you do, you yeah. undermine oppression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and then we still get to the place that we're getting to in 2022 where right. we're still talking about the things that should have been canned. Yep. Uh, right. Back in 1865, yeah, you know, like it's just an unbelievable thing. And so when we want to tell the story of like this this prominent land that conquered, that 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 uh, gained its freedom, that hinges on justice, mm-hmm. that hinges on equality, mm-hmm. you know, and does this sort of thing, and we talk about we we breeze past slavery, the slave trade, yep. uh, and then we hit civil rights, mm-hmm. and we say there was Rosa Parks and there was right. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> And there was a couple other folks, and then in sixteen or nineteen sixty four, all racism ended. Right. Here we are today, and we're all, yeah. and we're all yeah. good, you yeah. know. But I think we have to we have to piece together the rest of the puzzle, right? Yeah. In order to make sense of and understand why we're even on this podcast today, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, yes. Uh, why 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 in February for Black History Month. It's important to celebrate. We have to we have to look back right. on this history and piece mm-hmm. together a more complete puzzle yeah. to understand the importance of this celebration. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in in our hearts, I think we know that. Like in in our in our, I put it a different way, in our conscience, we know that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we know, and as and as Christians, we also know that theologically, we we know like you can't celebrate, you can't celebrate the redemption of Christ. Without having some sense of what you were redeemed from, yes, right? Come on, you know what I mean? Like you, just, I mean, you, well, you can, mm-hmm. but it's it's incomplete theology. That's right. So, but we know that. But then, but then, you know, I think we, and maybe this is part of like sin nature. But but I'm going to say for us as Americans, the American the American ethos likes to cultivate the belief in fairy tales, mm-hmm. and and I don't know why I haven't figured that part out yet. But but 
But two quick examples of that is when you think about um, the globe, like the the actual earth, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you see a picture of the earth, you always see this beautiful blue pristine orb in the midst of deep, dark black space with some with some stars and stuff speckled around it. Yep. But that's not the actual earth we live on. Yeah. When you see the the actual Earth, have you seen like the the actual Earth with all the satellites around it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the fairy tale is we we have this, this, this beautiful blue orb, but the reality is that we is that is that around around the planet has become littered with space wow. garbage and satellites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, second example is we think about the oceans and how beautiful mm-hmm. deep blue with whales and creatures and this and that and whatever, but we don't think about the fact that there there there's hundreds or thousands or whatever the number is of tons of garbage dumped into the oceans. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to see, unless you're watching some kind of documentary, That's right. yep. you're never going to see what the actual oceans look like that we've polluted. Mm-hmm. You know, because we want to cultivate the the belief in fairy tales because maybe there's something in human nature that just can't see the negative. That's right. You know, like right. if you're an Enneagram, like an Enneagram 7, which mm-hmm. won't go into all that, an Enneagram 7 can't see anything negative. It has to rewrite the story in its head. Right. It's like our national psyche is an Enneagram 7. Yeah, that's good. Ooh. DJ. <laughs> Abdullah, man. <laughs> Abdullah. <laughs> what do you do that? that galaxy and solar system. <laughs> Y'all crazy. He was beyond. He said, yeah. forget America. We're going beyond. We're going go to space. You know what Google Earth real quick, buddy. Pan out, pan out, pan out, pan out, pan out. Squeeze and pinch, squeeze and pinch. That's so good, man. Um, so to end the to end this episode, man, um, what are we? What are what are you celebrating? You know, what are what are we celebrating as as men here around this table? You know, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day just passed uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago, and I had opportunity to speak in a, in a, in a couple of different places about uh, MLK and MLK Day and what he and his legacy has meant to me. And as I was thinking about some of that stuff and recalling some of my you know, my my past, my history, my own, you know, family's history, family of origin, where they come from and all that kind of stuff. And and, and Dr. Jones, you can kind of relate to this because you're from the South, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my parents, I don't have to go far right. <laughs> uh, to have motivation mm-hmm. to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have to go far to have motivation to celebrate. Yep. You know, my my mother was born in Alcoa, Tennessee, uh, 1954. My father was born in Kings Tree, South Carolina, uh, 1945, you know? And as I was looking at celebrating MLK Day and understanding and putting in context the reason why he began to think he did, 1955, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the assassin or, or the killing of Emmett Till, right? Kind of mm-hmm. sparked this, this stuff going on down in the South. Yeah. Um, my father was 10 years old mm-hmm. during that time, you know? Uh, my mom was just born, but you think about the wave, <laughs> you know, that has happened. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like this, this realization that uh, my parents lived in a time period where they were literally seeing their worth, dignity, and value in terms of being ascribed, right? Because it right. was, it's already given, it's God given. You can't, right. you can't, you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of being recognized, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. fully dignified, fully human, fully mm-hmm. valued in a, in a land, yeah. they literally saw that unfold before their eyes. My, mm-hmm. my, my father served in the service, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and, and can tell stories about coming back, you know, and, right. and not, and not being seen as, uh, you know, uh, He's seen worthy of fighting for his country, but not worthy of uh, uh, receiving the benefits of a land, right? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. You know? And it's it's just so bizarre to think about that reality being only a generation away of people who are still living, breathing, and in phenomenal health today. Mm -hmm. You know? And so when I think about celebrating, I'm just like, man, this is... 
worthy yeah. to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be I'd be a fool <laughs> not right. to spend a month. Right. I'd be a fool not to spend twelve months right. uh, relishing and remembering and, and, and thanking God for the hope of mm-hmm. the past and the hope you know that is now and mm-hmm. to come. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. what about y'all, man? Like, why why do y'all celebrate? Yeah. So even as you as you were sharing that your, your story, uh, I, you know, I immediately thought about the celebration of presence. Just here I am in the room with three black fathers, mm. right? Black African-American mm. fathers. Mm. And this narrative that, you know, uh, the issue with uh, black homes is absentee fathers. And so this idea of, of erasing uh, uh, black folks and the contributions that they do, and I know we're going to talk about that, but it reminds me of how we celebrate Black History Month through each other. Mm-hmm. From, yeah, that's really good. I, it's amazing when I'm in a room with other black folks, I feel more confident. I feel more firm just being in the room. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not an event. It's, 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 it's the people that's that right. you're around. Uh, when a black person shows up in, let's say, golf, <laughs> <laughs> when Tiger Woods showed up, and it is amazing. And when yeah. you hear stories of how Black people celebrated Joe Lewis, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my God, yes, <laughs> that's celebrating Black history. Right? Yeah, that's good because there's there's a connection. There's a connection with black folks that's beyond a month and a celebration right. from passing someone. You don't even know who they are in, in the grocery store mm. or in the mall. Mm. And there is some connection that goes beyond time. It, yeah. it's, it's crazy to me to think about. And so I've learned, especially living in Ames, Iowa, to really celebrate being in the midst of other black folks and, and seeing them ex- excel yep. and yeah. succeed in life, seeing other black dads show up, seeing, you know, Amen. even, you know, when I think about Ball, yeah. you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, LeVar Ball yep. and, yeah. and his three and boys, right? And yeah. just his swag and confidence and attitude in the midst of an environment where yeah. black dads are kind of like right. shunned away from uh, it, right? But I, I celebrate that. And, you know, it could be some push and pull in terms yeah, of yeah. his approach. That's right. But I've learned to appreciate right. all of the things black people bring to their That's space. Right. And mm-hmm. so for me, I think about the celebration of Black History Month through, through each other. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So I want to answer that question, too, but I want to ask a quick question because you said something I want to come back to. Yes, sir. You said how you feel when you're in a room mm. full of, uh, w- w- with other black people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want your listeners to hear this or our listeners to, to, to hear this specifically. So I want to ask you guys the question. When you walk into a room and there's other black people or other black men or just black people in general, mm-hmm. do you feel a sense of letting down, mm. 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 like a sense of, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Breath. you know, yeah. a bit mm-hmm. of an exhale, kind of settling into yourself yes. a little bit, yes. right? And so the re- and so I imagine that's true for for all of us, mm-hmm. especially in kind of you know majority mm-hmm. culture spaces, mm-hmm. because because it's we are often in a heightened state of awareness, that's yeah. Right. Because we're expecting, either rightly or wrongly, right. mm. we're expecting some jank to happen in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Yep. And we're expecting to never be able to fully be just us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so we are only really able to let down and fully be just yeah. us if there's more of us together. Yeah. That's right. And so I wanted yeah. to ask if y'all, if, if y'all felt that physiological letting down. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I can go home and, and be exhausted and, know, and, and don't know why. Mm. <laughs> yes. Wow. yes. But you just, you just explained <laughs> this, this letting, this release, release and relaxing and just this calm. Mm-hmm. And, and when I'm in the midst of, of others who don't look like me, not, not that things are happening every day to me. Mm-hmm. But it's just, yes, you're, constant, you're constantly on guard. And so, but I don't know, it's just something mm-hmm. about... You know, even, you know, uh, my wife was at the game last night and, you know, it was a big game, mm-hmm. number one, number two. Yep. And even my daughter was able to recognize how many black folks 
We're at the game. Right, right. <laughs> in in, yeah. in Iowa. So yeah. we know when we're in the space uh-huh. and we know when we're not in the space. And, really and I good. think it has something to do with, like, as you explained, you're, 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 there's a heightened sense. Yeah. And then it's that relaxation when you're like, okay, yep. if something go down, yeah. I yep. know I, <laughs> I yeah. got right. some witnesses. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yep. yeah, great, great question. There's, there's always that. There's always that head nod, right? You get to the brothers when you walking by. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, how often you can take inventory of how uh, often you're the only yeah. black mm. person in the room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, how yes. often is that a reality? Right. Uh, yes. And how quickly you survey mm-hmm. who, how, how are they going to respond to what I'm going to say, right. what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. how I look. Right. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. uh, what am I wearing? My, my, yeah. what, what am I cool wearing? Right yeah. My mannerisms, uh-huh. my hair, yeah. right? My hats, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you the know, communication. the communication, yeah. the articulation. Do I have to treat myself yeah. or, or, or be big? Yes, 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 yes. yes. All, all of it, you know, it, and it's, and it's, it's a really taxing thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm from Kansas City originally. We went down to Kansas City the week between uh, mm-hmm. Christmas and New Year's and, 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 you know, just had a really good time with my family down there. Um, and, you know, I don't hop on Twitter much these days, you know, but I hopped on Twitter going down there uh, and, you know, just down in the city and I couldn't help but tweet, I love Kansas City. Come on. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. Like just the feel, mm-hmm. the vibe, you know, the representation, mm-hmm. the uh-huh. history of Kansas City, if you know it, like, like all that, all that kind of stuff. Like you just, you just feel it yep. coming back in, you know? Uh, in July of 2022, my family and I were moving to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I've been to Atlanta several times. My family went down there, went on a little vision trip, all this kind of stuff. And you can just, sense <laughs> the welcomeness. Yeah. You can just sense yeah. the homeness. You can yeah. just sense like it's it's unbelievable. Like when you Amazing. like you said, DJ man, when you're when you're in the space, you know it and you can mm-hmm. feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and when you're not, unfortunately you, you can, can know it. it. You yeah. know it and yeah. you can and you yeah. can feel it. Yeah. So yes, and what and what we're describing, and I want to be clear for our listeners, what we're describing mm-hmm. is a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? The mental health folks call it hypervigilance. Mm-hmm. Wow. What we're describing is a sense of hypervigilance, mm-hmm. and we can deescalate when we are around our kinsmen in the flesh mm-hmm. for some for some reasons. Mm-hmm. So just take that for, for what it is. But my my short answer is: Should we celebrate? And kind of how I celebrate, um, it's evolving a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was raised Muslim, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was raised. You know, I was raised Muslim. My father was in the you know, nation of Islam, then became Orthodox Muslim. You know, he was a Black Panther in his youth. So so I was raised very, not anti-white, but very pro-black, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so for me, um, there's this this dichotomy of should I or should I celebrate kind of thing because on the one hand we seem to only sell like we there's so much of a of a focus on our trauma and our pain and whatever and there's so much of a focus on Black History Month in America mm-hmm. right and so we as Black folks celebrate Black History Month but we really seem to limit ourselves to the to the Black American experience yes. versus the broader history mm-hmm. of the people of Africa, mm-hmm. you know, now, and that's pretty broad because there's yeah. so many countries in Africa, mm-hmm. but, and maybe we do that because, you know, we're not Irish. Right. So we don't know what island or village or whatever we come from. Right. Right. Which I won't get into that, but mm-hmm. we don't know who we are. Right. And we know who we are because like, you you know, my people are from Alabama, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or my family's from Arkansas, mm-hmm. my, my, you know, my Arkansas and, and South Carolina, my, mm-hmm. my grandfather was, he fought in Korea in the first, the first time the U.S. military was integrated was in Korea in the 1950s, 1955, 54. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, so I celebrate this, but then the, the, the part of me that's informed by this justice, um, let's call it black nationalist sensibility says, man, I don't really want to celebrate that because we're so focused on this trauma and struggle and mm-hmm. pain and this and that mm-hmm. instead of just black beauty and black joy and black love and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. So 
it's evolving. When I celebrate, I really don't, I'm pulling back from participating in a lot of the community Say stuff, mainly because in my community, and this, is, this has been true, this was definitely true in how we celebrate Dr. King Day. Mm. You know, we, our, our community celebrates the contributions of MLK or black Americans in a way that's performative. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always asking, what are you doing the other 364 days? Mm-hmm. You know, if you come together and do the whole kumbaya, color of skin, content of character rap when you celebrate Dr. Mm-hmm. King Day, or if you do some contribution of, of um, Black History Month, then what are you doing the other right. 11 months? I personally would love, like you mentioned earlier, Jay, mm. I would love— to not have to celebrate Black History Month mm-hmm. because the contributions of America or Black Americans is baked into the American story, mm-hmm. and we have and we have gotten to the place that we can tell the full truth, mm-hmm. like they do in Germany with the kind of the truth and reconciliation kind of mm-hmm. piece. Right. You know, we we can't stop celebrating until we as a nation get to the point that we can acknowledge and acknowledge and lament and repent mm-hmm. yep. in the full truth of our experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. When that happens mm-hmm. and and America is just, here's who contributed to the American this, here's who contributed to the, to the American that, yep. if we can get there, yep. Yep. then I can stop celebrating Black History yes, Month. Sir. Until then, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because y'all told me to forget. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget. forget. <laughs> we ain't forget. Right. We ain't forget. No, nah. nah, that's that's really good, Abdul. Thanks for sharing that, man. Um, fellas, <laughs> we got some other content to cover, but we got it in this particular episode. And so, man, thank you guys for joining me. Um, man, for this month, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think this is going to be uh, a lot of fun getting some more of these uh, topics. So, man, thank you guys for this particular episode. Thank you for joining me on this. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing this again. Yes, yes. Yep. Let's do it. Thank Let's you. get it. Yep. So, look, thank you guys for tuning in to the Ambassador Podcast. Uh, Abdullah and Dr. Jones, man, y'all have been great. Uh, we are looking forward to discussing more topics in these coming weeks uh, on this Black History Month. We hope for you listeners that this has been a helpful resource, and we encourage you to visit our website at www.weareambassador.com where we will have some resources for you to dive into. You can head over to our website to send us an email and engage in conversations with us. You can sign up for a newsletter where you'll receive frequent updates or partner with us financially as we look to plant and support healthy multi-ethnic churches with the next generation of focus. Man, thank y'all for listening and we'll be back soon. The Christian Soldier Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Soldier Collective a Jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity, cultural and ethnic conciliation, and social justice within the church. Theme song is The Ace by Ballpoint. The Christian Soldier Podcast is a production of the Christian Soldier Collective and Monarch Training and Development.